0: This is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. This is episode 198. I am Martin. And I am Robert. I'm Francis. I am Marcus. And I'm Cajun. Whoa! What was that? That was two extra names. That's
1: right.
0: Two extra voices, two extra Two extra, extra names. voices. A- as we talked about at the end of last episode, uh, Otterites, we have uh, expanded the, the Brotherhood of Snakes and Otters officially. They've always been unofficial uh, honorary members, but they are now both officially Snakes and Otters
2: brothers. The band is now a five-piece band. That's
0: right.
3: <laughs> and I will note that there's no, um, what do you call it, uh, no... Um, Oh, why did it fly right out of my head? Come on. Because you're old. Yes. That's right. There's uh there's no um what are what do they do in fraternities when you join up? Hazing hazing. hazing. Yes. That's
1: illegal now. Yeah,
3: there's okay. absolutely
0: no hazing to join snakes and otters. That's right. The hazing is just the normal ribbing that guys do of one another. Uh, so you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Of course I go goes that we all go back to the college days. That's true. Snakes and otters, we've talked about this before. Uh, had its genesis at Bellarmine College back in the mid-80s. Right. We were all there. And we were all there, and that's where we all met. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, Cajun and, and Marcus the Emperor, or Imperator. Imperator.
3: I like uh, that. Yes, I like Imperator, that a lot, yes.
0: Uh, were either, because both of you were at Bellarmine, not, you guys didn't graduate from Bellarmine. So did either of you have Maggie Mahoney for history? Were you there long enough to have her?
4: Allegedly, yes.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, the Imperator wouldn't remember because of his memory issues. I would have to go back and pull transcripts,
5: actually. I, I'm familiar so much with the name, whether because of y'all or I actually had her. I think I had a young fellow that was professor in my history class. That I uh, it when could I was be, there. Uh, which is a
0: shame, which is a shame if you did you not would, have You her. would remember. If well, you- I,
4: actually, my mother just brought that up. Uh, she was saying that uh, the history teacher that she had said that I never showed up to
0: class. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Can't yeah, I imagine how that would out. be. No, surely not. Well, I don't know that that would be Maggie then because she never took role. She didn't care if you showed up.
2: Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, when you reach was, a certain level, you're, you're supposed to be, it's on you. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So anyways, the reason I bring up Maggie is because she is actually one of the inspirations for today's episode. Uh, you know, we are, first of all, we are at uh, Studio F. Yes, uh, yes. Here in Johnny's Game Room. That's right. Just down the hall from the uh, entrance to the Negative Zone where Annihilus does his business. That's right. Right. We're staying out of Reed's lab. You don't know That's right. what kind of shit's going on in there. That's right. So, uh, and again, we, we uh, are using the new equipment, hopefully, with that. Uh, professional-sounding quality that we have uh, sorely lacked. Thanks to the Imperator's research and and, uh, bringing up of his own uh, uh, equipment, we now have his plus uh, the official Snakes and Otters uh, board, which we are currently Mm -hmm. using.
3: Yes, Robert's posted up at the TASCAM 4 mix board. We've got five mics rolled into it. We are rocking and rolling. We are. We are the Ayatollahs of rock and rollers, boys. This is some
0: high-end shit, boys. It is. Mm -hmm. So... The episode today is, you know this is the, the second uh, Friday of the month, so we are going to be doing uh, a history. We don't always do history, but you know being the guys that we are, we, we love history and it, so much is back a lot. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll probably end up doing history uh, people you should know or our heroes depending on the, uh, the episode. Yep. Uh, Cajun was telling me um, at uh, the picnic couple of weekends last weekend weekend before, yes, whenever, yeah last weekend last weekend uh that uh, he misses some of the uh pop culture episodes uh since we've gone to the shorter format so we need to work that in yeah. a little bit more our
3: pop culture episodes were more history of pop culture they were i mean we uh, not always but we yeah. weren't doing you know they were lighter too though they had a lighter yes feel they were lighter and, yes. that's right yeah and
5: it's more enjoyable for some people to listen to the lighter ones not everybody mm-hmm wants to go in deep. Mrs. Martin agrees with
3: you. That were some of the ones that she liked as well. Okay.
0: So Yeah, yes. so we will definitely try to, to work those think, uh, back into the rotation. Yeah, I think a
3: couple of those are, are back on the Trello now. Good,
0: good, good. So, this is, uh, we're, I titled this because this is my episode. Uh, yes. As we talked about in show prep, you know, you've heard uh, Martin and Francis many times talking about how the bull, the boys are indulging me, and we're doing this episode. Well, I, nobody's indulging me. I just flat out said, "No, we're doing this episode. You must respect my authority." That's right. Sit the hell down. Now and you was
5: indulged today. You had breakfast fixed for you. That's
0: true. That's true. And that was a mighty fine breakfast. Yes, indeed, <laughs> we are a mighty good. fine breakfast.
2: we are full of uh, Jake's sausage. That's right. Yeah, we Jake's had to give sausage, a shout out yes. to the great Jake's sausage made in Kentucky. Uh, handmade out there on the one, at the one hundred and fifty quick stop. So, uh, and they're not paying us anything, but they always could.
0: They always could. Yes.
2: Yes. The Holy Land. The Holy. That's right. Land. Yeah, the
3: Holy Lands. That's right. Nelson County is known officially as the Holy Land. That's right. Here at Snakes That's and right.
0: Others. So, the episode uh, I call the history of Europe is the history of the Habsburgs, and or the Habsburgs is the history of Europe. However you want to put it, mm-hmm. because the Habsburgs were the ruling family of the. Holy Roman Empire for centuries, uh, literally the fourteen
3: forty until Francis dis- uh, dissolved it in eighteen o six. Exactly, Napoleon. I don't don't make me Bonaparte, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Napoleon. I mean, yes. Yeah, was, there was like a twenty five year interregnum where the Wittelsbach family
0: had it, but other than that, yes, who had had it prior? because yeah, the Holy Roman Empire from eight hundred to eighteen o six. It's a thousand year. Uh, empire. Well,
2: in, 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 in for those uh, who may not realize it, that is the First Reich. Is what it is called. Yes. I mean, when yes. we talk about Third Reich, everybody knows what that is, but most people do not understand what's first and what's second. And the Holy Roman Empire, in that thousand years, that's where Hitler got the You know, a yeah. thousand year right. Return Reich. to that glory. There was, you return to the glory, there was a precedent for that.
0: Right. Uh, it's horrible that he would take that uh, and, and make it his own. That's
2: right. Yeah, because there is much glory and much, uh, you know, as we, and we don't, and we here in America anyway, don't know that history. We really don't. No. It's well, and too, that's far, why,
0: too far east, I think. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's why I, I've really been wanting to do this episode, because you know, we've done a lot of European history. We've done yeah. a lot of American history. Yeah. And one of the things that I find fascinating about the Holy Roman Empire is not just its Catholicity,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. The, that's right, and then from the beginning, that's from correct. the very beginning. Well,
0: and obviously from the, from eight hundred, there were there was nothing else.
2: That's right. That's Charlemagne.
0: Charlemagne, Charles who, the Great, who had
2: the great sense of of uh, of being there when the. Uh, double digits ran over, you know, so that way Mm -hmm. we can easily remember 800, as opposed to 798 or 803. No, Yeah, so I
0: actually took power prior to 800. Yeah, but you know... But he was crowned in 800.
2: Exactly. So that's the one, that's kind of like the uh, stake in the ground that we all kind of remember. And to be
0: honest, it changed everything as as we'll discuss. It did. So I want to set the stage uh, with this because, again, as you guys know, I like to, to set everything in its context. Context is incredibly important. We're talking about uh, the Middle Ages. Uh, I don't (laughs) like calling them the Dark Ages because there was very little time that was truly dark in the way we think of it. By the time you get to the Holy Roman Empire, things had really settled back. This is what they call the High
2: Middle Ages. I least.
0: would call the, it the, the from the beginning here on, would be the High Middle Ages.
2: Of, right, that's kind of That's the, probably a
0: little earlier than most
2: uh, historians a, it's, it's would... It's not unheard of as a demarcation point. Right. Uh, and if you, in the Dark Ages, to me, and we've talked about this many times, prior to this, you could
0: possibly make an argument. Post this? No, no not really. No. Basically, when the great monastic orders really start picking up, which is around this time... Right. Like, that's when the Dark Ages really ended, because that's when they start uh, really preserving and continuing knowledge and education. Now, granted, it's mostly for those who are in the church. Right. That's where we get clerics from, clerks. Uh, and that's you know, partially because when, when you're a dirt farmer, basically all you're doing is, is you know, growing food for you and your lord. Yeah, <laughs> and the lords are,
2: are, the lords are only interested in, uh, in many warfare. Uh, well,
0: that's that's one of the things I want to talk about. Right. So, uh, again, setting the stage. Once Charlemagne has united Europe, mostly, <laughs> under his rule. Effectively, Central Europe and Italy. Right. Right.
2: Right. Uh, Up north towards uh, Saxony, he does he does incorporate Saxony at one point, but not much. You're not talking about Dane lands. That's, that's, uh, maybe not yet, you know, but they right. do get incorporated I mean, into the yeah, empire. Yeah, I mean,
3: you're going east into what would become Poland, right. Czech
2: Republic, oh, yeah. all of that stuff, mm-hmm. Moravia, yeah. which is highly Christian at this point, yeah. or it yes. becomes that, whereas the, the, the pagans are still still up north in the, in the further hinterlands.
0: So, one of the things that uh, we have to remember as Americans, because this is not something that is just, we don't think of it, uh, unless you know, you're nerds like us. It's not taught in school well no no that, that's not the part that, that I'm talking uh, that I mean uh, when you think about the culture and the way things are set up uh, there are thousands of little petty rulers all across Europe basically if you've got a castle you rule the area within a few at least a few miles of your castle yeah right? and sometimes you rule quite a bit more and eventually all of these little princedoms and kingdoms and principalities uh, and bishoprics, these are all things that come under the sway of the Holy Roman Emperor. And these create the empire. And what's interesting to note is that these rulers are not deposed. right? They are ruling in the name of the emperor. Right? Right. That's important to remember because it sets the stage for how the empire is ruled and how the emperors are selected. Uh, generally speaking, you get raised to the, to the emperor, you, your family remains in the, the, uh, the leadership position until you die out, basically. And that's not always true, but as a general rule, and that's certainly true with the, the, the Habsburgs. And in order to keep that position, to be elected, because it's an elected position, you always had to continually give stuff away, make promises. It's very much like our modern political system. Uh, in order to get elected, you got to make a lot of promises, and generally you had to keep them. But that autonomy throughout all of the the empire was important because that's basically the biggest promise that they had to keep. I'm not going to dick around in your affairs right. overly too much. I mean, you still got to pay your imperial taxes and all that kind of stuff. I still do what I say, it, right? It, it, but it's, it's a light, light hand, general.
2: Yeah, because they don't say, you know, I'm not going to uh, authoritarianly. Punish you or exert my authority. It's a. It's in many respects, it's patronage.
0: Yes. Yes. In many respects, yeah. it is. It's a. And this is a model that uh, is really replicated in a lot of other kingdoms. You know, England well, is is probably a, a great example. We don't think about it when you think about all the duchies and uh, counties. That's right. Uh, they're, they're, it's essentially a similar thing.
2: Yeah. Well, Louis the Fourteenth was famous for taking this to the next level with his palace at Versailles. He brought them all in uh... and kept the nobles there because everything came from him this let the, put them all in the same space so they couldn't run mischief in their own territories yes that was, was a brilliant move on it his was part. exactly and uh, which we mm-hmm. talked about in our louis louis episode and louis is later but he influences a lot of the he and the Habsburgs were mortal enemies
0: yes uh, and we can certainly talk about that but There's
5: doesn't no that there. change though considering where marie antoinette came from
1: well, it that came does from change. The
0: right? That's right. Yes, the Hopsburgs, That was one of the other uh, things that uh, uh, Martin was uh, absolutely adamant that we talk about was the uh, the inbreeding, mm-hmm. uh, and th- that's an outgrowth of how they grew and maintained their power.
3: Right. They, they expanded their domains by strategic marriage alliances, which just so as
0: much as by warfare, if not more. Yeah. Right. More so. Right. And and more that so, is, more that so. is,
2: that is, of course, a uh, eventually pan. You know. Peters out. You can't. You can't continue that, or, or you get idiots like the final king of Spain, uh, who literally was, you know, was almost. A, I use the word idiot uh, as a. I no, I mean he was disparaging. I really. mean, it was. He was handicapped. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, handicapped yeah, that's that's a better uh, word. And uh, the famous
0: okay. Habsburg jawline. jaw line.
5: That's
2: right. Catch
0: well, rain yes, and, and fill with water. <laughs> well, the yeah, the jaw, the nose. I mean, by the end, uh, right, some u- They were some ugly people. Well, yes, yes, they very much could.
4: At
2: the end, Especially the handsome. Yeah, there's an irony for you. That's exactly
0: right. So, the... He was better than the others. Yes. Oh, God. It's a low bar, gentlemen. It's a low bar. So, the family themselves are actually from Switzerland, uh, Mm -hmm. what becomes Switzerland. And the first Habsburg, generally, we think of as a Habsburg, uh, we find in history around 1020. And they take the name from the castle that is built, at least historians think, records are very spotty, obviously. Yeah, sure. yeah. And the uh, Habsburg Castle still exists, although it's not in family hands anymore. And eventually they start gobbling up territories around them and they get involved in court politics. And that's how they get known to the rest of the, the Holy, Ro- mm-hmm. Holy Roman Empire. And Rudolf I is crowned King of Germany. Now this was a title that was commensurate with the empire. You only are Holy Roman Emperor if you go and have the the Pope lay his hands on you. Right. But essentially it's the same position. So that's 1273. So even before 1440, yeah, they had been in authority. Yeah, this is during the height of the Crusades too. This <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, right 1273.
2: So this is yeah right, right around that time is when that that fever had overtaken. You, you'd love context.
0: Yes. Yeah, And then not long after, they overtake the Duchy of Austria and they move the seat of power, their seat of power, there. Yes. Probably because they wanted to get out of the mountains, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean,
3: right Vienna on. becomes their seat of power yes. for, again, that whole 400 years.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, it's up until 1918. Yes. So we're mm-hmm. talking almost 700 years. They are 850 years, give or take a little. Yeah,
2: out. that's true because, you know, because uh, they are.
0: They are the rulers of, of Austria literally until the end of World War I. And so they go back and forth uh, as far as uh, who's ruling the empire early on. The Wittelsbachs, as you mentioned, yeah. who had yeah. the ignoregnum, they were rulers prior to the Habsburgs taking it over. Uh, Apparently, there are a couple of other families. Eventually, in 1440, they do consolidate power. And that's. And, and the weird thing is, you would
3: think of it being hereditary, is how they hold on to it but at the same time it's not because again there are these electors they call them right. seven electors uh of these german kingdoms who have to like approve
2: yeah this if is you, this is it's so it's heard odd. of for us because we think of it as complete authoritarianism and primogeniture you know first son inherits and <laughs> yeah. if you get a good one great if you not screw you you're too bad and that's which is how the english throne usually it, transmitted it's
3: like, you know, and the french too if king charles had to like have an affirming vote from seven members from of the House, the House of Lords, Lords or something. It's yeah. so well,
0: unusual.
4: Well, he would have never gotten it. Yeah, he never would have gotten it. <laughs> well, that.
0: that's right, yeah. Uh, but with the Habsburgs, they wielded probably one of the reasons they got uh, the, the leadership of the Empire was because they were the biggest, baddest of the uh, potential candidates. Uh, when you look at their yeah. holdings, they were easily the largest. Of yeah, and again, else. using
3: the, the marriage alliances to and expand it, their yes. influence and increase mm-hmm. their numbers. Yeah. Yes, and so through... But yes, it did eventually make for a very shallow gene pool. Very shallow. As a matter of fact, I was reading
0: last night... I stepped uh, in deeper puddles. One of the... Uh, uh, in the bathtub, uh, one of the... Uh, uh, last of the Habsburgs, the genetic profile was basically as if uh, his his parents were brother and brother sister. And sister yeah. Even though it was not. That's just how bad the gene pool had gotten uh, because they kept inter. Because well, you know, there's the family tree didn't branch. Not very often. Family bush, <laughs> um, so, so to speak. So to speak. The family. Well, but family it's got a family, but, family pool,
4: but but when you look at the history of the ruling class in Europe as a whole. They're all related. Yeah, this
2: was not unique to them by any means, and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons the whole damn thing eventually peters out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Victoria is the easy—not your, you know, not your wife, but of course the uh, Queen—that
0: was really because still could have referenced his wife. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I (laughs) suppose so. But uh, yeah, she was. she would became the mother of all the crowned heads, yes. uh, a grandmother or you know ancestor of all that. And this periodically happens where you have this new influx of a particular mm-hmm. strain. Right, uh, and and Albert was the same. And, but of course, eventually it all kind of circles back around. And right, and
0: does. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, that it does. Yes, and you know the the Habsburgs were were the masters of this. They mm-hmm. generally it was they married off the daughters to other ruling families, and they kept doing this basically to the point of, oh, I see you no longer have any sons. Well, my uh, daughter there will now take over, and well, we're just gonna combine those lands into mine, and yeah. you know, they're now all Hobsburg's land.
2: That's one of the advantages of having so many small principalities and rulers, you got plenty of folks to choose from. You do. And that, of you course, it eventually, mm-hmm. as you say, it gets absorbed and fewer and fewer, and sooner or later they run out of this stuff.
5: Well, that's when the inbreeding started to get so bad because right. they wasn't sending anybody else out to marry in because they had everything. So then they started just keeping it more in-house, in shall we out. say. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and it became uh, a requirement that you had to marry into royal lines, not just right. noble.
0: Not just noble, but royal, absolutely. Royal yes. mm-hmm. So I-, I meant to start the, the show with this. So just one observation. These, this family... You want to talk about Game of Thrones? This family not only invented it, they mastered it and, you know, blows away everybody else that ever played it. Uh, You know, Targaryens, nothing. You know, the Habsburgs are the ones who truly uh, played the game better than anybody else.
3: And I'm betting Martin George R or
2: Martin probably knows that. I'm I, sure he I does. he, he did most now of course, Game of Thrones is mostly based on the Wars of the Roses on that particular aspect, and there was some of that because it was a little bit more compressed but you're exactly right. Uh, the, you know the House of York and the House of Yent Lancaster learned how to do that sort of shit from the, the Habsburgs that's going on on, on the continent.. Right. Right. Well, some of them were very bloodthirsty on killing
5: animals and animals and animals. If it moved, a few of them just loved to
2: kill. Yeah. Well, that's true. Hunting was I mean, what else she got to do sometimes. you Dad, know. Father Dad, or Father Dad or one of the, them. Like 30,000 antler racks throughout
5: the castle. Yes. yes. Yeah, more so because they
2: had more more space, more land. Uh, the kings of England were known for hunting and stuff, but nothing like these folks.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Well, the the current uh, head of the family, Otto, uh, he is the caretaker of the legacy, and uh, he actually runs. Uh, it's not exactly a museum or an inn, but he he's the caretaker of. Um, one of the, the palaces, yeah. and it's one of these hunting lodges, but right. you know, we would still call it a palace, yeah. uh, and that's where all of those. Which I don't forget, uh, you you talked about the uh, you talked about the yeah. yeah
3: that's yeah. that's Franz yeah. I mean, right. you know, the yes. the, yeah. Yeah. the one that sparks World War One. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all he did was shoot stuff. right uh, Pished is his castle name, and I believe that's the one that's still open yes. that you can tour. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. If it moved, he wanted to kill it. Yeah, that's what it boiled down to. Yeah, and he yeah. viewed all the game on his lands as, as his. his.
0: Yes, and that was very much a royal prerogative. It was common straight to
3: straight on there looking for food. Uh, he, you know, go go get rid of that peasant, uh, kind of deal. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, and bring me that deer shot. I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the, you know, it's very high level, kind of a thing about the the family. They held Europe together in a time when um, probably, I don't want to say nobody else could have done it because maybe they could have, but they certainly did do it. They held Europe together uh, as a, a polity uh, that was somewhat unified. Uh, certainly religion had a great deal to do with that. Uh, unfortunately, when the wars of religion started on the continent, uh, you know, that's when things started mm-hmm. to fall apart. Uh, you know, northern Germany, uh, be, or the Germanies, because it wasn't Germany yet, uh, obviously went over to uh, Protestantism and uh, various other uh, entities. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, Switzerland uh, is, is our Calvinists, and that's where they come from, you know, so they, they didn't even manage to keep the, the faith there, but uh, that was a great deal of how they ruled. Basically. Yeah, whereas
2: Bavaria, which was one of the larger regions, yes. it stayed fully Catholic, and hence, and the Swabia, doors. that's right. And it's there's uh, there's many others areas that. And this is really where it. That's one of the reasons we get such a bee in our bonnet. I think sometimes when we start talking about the Protestant Reformation, especially, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and especially, and if you remember the the TV series The Tudors, um, they they show a Protestant burned by Thomas More. You know, who's my guy. And uh, I had somebody kind of confront me on that. I said, "Well, yes, that did happen. And you know, I yes, the, the individual they showed on the TV was fictional, but yeah, there were moments this happened six, in fact. And but you have to understand that at the time, it's all about context. That these folks, whatever side you're talking about, us—it was all us versus them. The other side, no matter Catholic versus Protestant, there's plenty of it to go around. Would have a tendency to kill, burn, and and revolt in bloody fashion. Right. Well, And England being an island was very, Henry at the time, was very concerned, you know, it ain't getting here, folks. And if it does, it's getting stomped out. Iro- irony I- irony, irony is of, of ironies, yes. That's right, because ultimately when it did come, he says,
0: we're doing it my way. Well, and the reason for that is that it was always seen as an attack against the state, correct. Because yes. church and state are That's unified for... at this
2: point, and we Americans do not get that. No, we yeah. really do not. Oh. A religious dissent is the same as a political dissent. That's right. Oh, and uh, you know, it's it's good government must react, and it must react, especially. Uh, dare I say it? We're we're going to go medieval on their asses.
4: But in this day and age, that is happening in the U.S. Any dissent from the government line is. Has to be stomped out.
2: Yes, yeah. not, not physically, v- bloodily though. It's, uh, Sometimes that well, too. It well, happens well, some, that's correct. Uh, but that's always squashed under the law. Yeah. I'm well, it, I mean,
5: it. in recent years it's happened that way. Look yeah. out west with land management and so forth, and BLM mm-hmm. came in on some ranches out there saying, nope, not, that's not that what we want. We want and the ranchers were in
2: their legal rights doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV series Yellowstone covers that a lot about how the differences between uh, money, uh urban money versus rural land uh, that doesn't that's still revolutionary today. It's inflammatory. Right.
0: And, and you know to, to be fair the difference is important though is that we're talking one is religious uh, uh, excuses for lack of a better word versus other reasons a multitude of other reasons. Mm. But it, either way, you know, it was seen as attack, an attack against the state specifically. The BLM thing—you make an argument that was less a attack against, because obviously the BLM's not attacking the state specifically. But you know, it's at least in that, not that case. They were uh, doing stuff on the ranchers' lands, right? Because I'm trying to remember the details. Well, no, oh, no. it had to do with ranches
5: and water rights and water rights, various yes. other things. And the federal government basically came in because the state was not necessarily opposite branches out that way either you see when you get further out west it's the secretary of the interior that has all the power even yeah. more so than the president of the united states because of Control some odd circumstances resources. of the way the laws are made up out that way yeah but that's a totally other thing when get into
0: this so yeah that that's much. a fodder for another episode most definitely like oh well, we're famous for rabbit holes
1: guys yes you know
0: that. A- so by the time you get to that into the sixteen hundreds, because we in this is a period that we've talked about many times. Yes. Uh, you know, the Habsburgs are taking the lead in fighting the Thirty Years' War. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, where the King of Sweden comes down and mm-hmm. pokes his nose into European uh continental.
2: And, he's and he was the badass of the badasses. He was. Yes,
0: he was. Unfortunately I mean, he was dumb enough to get himself killed at uh, Breitenbach yes. and you know, uh, cause supposedly he was a very good king. Sweden had an enormous, enormous
2: military tradition. They mm-hmm. were the strongman militarily of entire Europe. We don't think of it that way. We're very uh, France and England and maybe Germany. We're, we're, we, World War One and Two kind of fluxes the way that focuses the way that we think of Europe. We we think of oh them they're just the Swedes with the pretty well, blonde ladies. Uh, no, these guys were serious. Serious they plans.
0: were. They wielded power all out of proportion to their population, though, mm-hmm. and that's because they were professionals at it. Well, that's right, and that's and one of the that's things that's what defined the difference between them and, and a lot of the ones that they they fought.
2: Well, they they taught that professional the need for professionalism to all their foes. Yes, and in a, in a, you know three generations, you know you have uh, Britain with the largest military on earth, and in France and Russia. Right behind it, because they all got their butts kicked, with the exception of the Brits at at Blenheim, but uh, almost. Uh, That's where
0: things. Well, the Swedes didn't win every battle. No, that's true. uh, That's true. Well, I mean, uh, Peter the Great did kick their ass eventually. Yes, that was uh, much later uh, in in history, though. Um, So, the 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 religion is one of the things that defines the Habsburgs, and it is one of the things uh, because they remained staunchly Catholic, other than one of the uh, one or two of the cadet lines uh, that were uh, in other parts of Europe uh, mm-hmm. the the cadet lines in the Netherlands I think are the ones that went uh, ultimately went Protestant I'd have to go back to, to my notes but the, but the main branch that is ruling the Empire is pretty much always Catholic and I
2: so did France France stayed completely Catholic yes mm-hmm. his most Catholic majesty was how the French kings were were Taught to be yes, and, uh, of the big ones, you know, England
0: is the one that goes Protestant, right? And which you know, imagine the difference in history if Henry had stayed Catholic. Oh, we, we've done <laughs> that one a whole lot. That's exactly well, we've right. talked about. It. We've never actually done a, a what if on it. That but,
2: might be a really good one to to, it might to, be to one do. Day, uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh.
0: So, you know, they're very instrumental though in setting up that piece of piece of Westphalia, which we've talked about in the yes, treaties. That's right. And it defines how religion is handled throughout the empire. Because basically, and they follow this, even though they are staunchly Catholic, uh, for the most part, I mean, there's always issues. Uh, if you want to be Protestant, Lutheran, Calvin, whatever, uh, then that's fine, but there's still a state religion. And that's true in all of the various principalities in the empire. Right. And obviously that tolerance does not uh, work perfectly
2: no oh, Louis, Louis was I mean but the, but the zeitgeist of the time there's a
0: sorry man. word boner
2: thank you yeah exactly that is very important to understand that tolerance really is kind of the way of the future that they're trying to embrace and yes. unfortunately as with so many things it does not hold eventually uh,
0: right because and I think it's the difference between uh, The Habsburgs, uh, when I say the Habsburgs, I'm I'm really just talking about the Holy Roman Empire uh, at this point, and all of the other monarchs. All of the other monarchs are purely hereditary, Mm -hmm. and it is divine right, absolute rule. The Habsburgs are not. They are elected, they are beholden to those that vote for them, and that's why the the horse trading and the political favors, this was part of the political favors and horse trading. All right, fine. You want to be Protestant? I'll leave you alone. But you damn well better pay your taxes and bow to me as your emperor. Yeah,
2: and which is a feudal holdover of mindset.
0: Uh, I, no, honestly, I think the uh, I think it's not entirely. There is some aspect because there's some aspect of that. But that's true of any monarchy.
2: Right, you yeah. must bow down to. That's me. That's right. The overlord um, idea of overlord is a thing.
0: But it's, it's fealty piece. It, right. the fealty. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that is important. But the interesting thing, though, is that somewhat autonomous nature of letting the little principalities uh, have some authority over their, their local people and that is an entirely different thing than, than any other monarchy yeah, in the period they don't believe in absolutism then well they do no I think Maximilian yeah. especially yeah uh, especially the second
3: I mean they, they aimed for the same absolutism while at the same time understanding the that's left why left the, left the left. marriages
0: were so important yeah yeah that, that,
3: okay. okay I still got to keep these electors happy. Because, again, it's this weird, we're hereditary absolutists that get confirmed by an election.
0: It's right. so odd. It is. But it's, I think, also recognizing the political realities. Because otherwise, in a continent the size of Europe, what you're going to end up with is you know, war. Constant, never-ending war. And that's the brilliance, is they horse-traded. A lot of the rights that maybe, whether it be through marriage, through Mm -hmm. whatever, in some cases, they just bought. Yeah. You know, they bought out some of their.
1: Yeah, once you
2: reach a certain level, you've got the capacity and capital to do that. Right. Right. So. The concept of capital is not really something they would even think about. Not the way we
0: think of it today. Right. Uh, So they they almost ruled in a very modern way uh, during that 400 years. Is it
2: fair to say we stole some stuff from them? Not necessarily Um, Americans, but modern understanding of government, good government. Probably. See, because that's kind of what I'm sensing is kind of one of our themes here is good government is exactly what everything is always supposed to be
0: about. I don't know that we necessarily stole it in the sense of adapted it. We looked at them as a model Yeah, so much as they were just the precursors to a a pragmatic way of doing business. Because it worked. Because it worked. Yeah. And if you have a successful political system that has any input by yes. someone other than the king or the ruler, the dictator, the fuhrer, whoever it may, that may be, you're going to have this kind of horse trading.
3: But it swung back and forth quite a few times.
0: Oh, yes, yes, depending,
3: yes. They were masters of reading the political situation to where, so you get to 1848, and it's no longer the Holy Roman Empire, but the family is... They declared themselves the Emperor of Austria. Right. You know, right. And you get those. those and actually, that
0: years. was done prior to the dissolution he, of the empire.
3: Yes, that's 1804. Francis II. Yes. Declares himself Francis I of the Austrian Empire. Then, in 1806, dissolves the Holy Roman. He saw empire. the
0: writing on the wall with with Napoleon. Right.
3: Yes. So, but by the time you get then get to those revolutions of 1848 that are burning across Europe. They're like, Well, you know what? We like the old man doesn't have the best reputation here, so we'll we'll abdicate, turn it over to the younger guy, who maybe is a little more appealing, we'll we'll grant a few concessions, but then as soon as he's settled, he took all the concessions back. Right. And they went completely absolutist then in the eighteen sixties.
0: Right, which is you know ultimately part of what right. uh, leads the, to the downfall,
3: right, and it becomes you know the the model for Europe then is to be reactionary, pull back on anything you granted in eighteen forty eight and eighteen
2: forty nine I
0: think that okay. was inevitable i don't I don't think yeah. you can uh, lay that at the the feet of the hapsburgs though yeah, I was, Cause it, I inveti- it, it, yeah, it was because I think that was an mean, inevitable yeah it was so they,
2: embedded it would t- it took a war to change it
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it, i mean it... Was actually. It, it, Cajun, you're awful. You, you look like you're starting to say something every once in a while, and I just want to make sure we're not leaving you out because you and, and.
5: Oh, no, I'll cough in, but sometimes you know, some the things, things I think of you move on and cover it, right. it anyway, so.
0: You, right. know. Yeah, it's, you know, you guys got to remember it. Even though we're the three original, mm-hmm. we are all
5: equal. That's great. Yeah. Hey, you ever remember me being shy? No. Okay.
0: No, no, just point uh, point yeah. said. And, and you ever
4: remember me being equal? Unequal? Yes.
0: Yes, but I think we mean that in different ways. Oh.
2: <laughs> That's very good.
5: <laughs> Is he talking about our life of women previous post?
0: No, I wasn't. <laughs> Careful now, we are
2: a family-oriented show. See, yeah. see what I tell you? I didn't say I anything in particular.
0: Francis doesn't let
2: us use that no, kind of language. I was talking about playing pinnacle or something. How do you know what show. I was talking about? That's good. That's good. I don't think Marcus ever played strip poker, maybe. is one of the (sighs) best ways of writing or putting things out there. You just stop short of actually saying it and let everybody think it. Yes. Oh, Oh, being
5: the new guy,
0: though,
2: isn't it about time we're getting to the bourbon break or
5: so? I was just about to say
0: that, as a matter of fact, because I just saw that we are at minute 35, so that is a good point to stop and do what we like to call the bourbon break.
2: You did that very well, sir. Excellent, Excellent. Excellent. Yes, yes, that's sir. right. Of course, yeah.
0: So, uh, new guys. We'll, we'll let the, uh, the the new gentleman uh, start. Now, granted, Marcus is not drinking. He does not uh, drink, uh, mm-hmm. given that he has had the uh, the liver issues. Well, <laughs> uh, Liver
4: transplants.
0: Wow. Yes, uh, which we have talked about. We have yeah. kept them, the, our listeners apprised of your progress uh, mm-hmm. over the, the, the last couple of years. So they're well aware of your uh, progress of the uh, yeah i'm
4: i'm running on spare parts from other
0: people yes well you know you get to a certain age that's almost inevitable yours are just a little bit more drastic
5: well i am too i mean i've got normalized bone in my neck from where they fuse it back together from a dead person you know so if i go around saying i see dead people you know why very good there you go,
0: very good. There you like go. so uh cajun what are you drinking
5: uh, Monk's Road, 5th District today, which yeah, is in excellent. my backyard. That's Literally, right. my property conjoins to the distillery property, and I have plenty of bourbon seeds planted and sprouting and will become their bourbon in about six years.
0: I love that term, bourbon seeds. That is awesome. That is just awesome. Yes.
5: So I guess I ought to give a little intro on myself since I've never been Yes, opinion, yes. It was a good time for it. Uh, yeah, as I said, I have bourbon seeds planted, grew up farming. Still got the form, uh, last of the line, Uh, been to college, country boy to the city, you know, and met these, well, I better say fine gentlemen and just leave it at that.
0: Here's your $20. (laughs) uh, You
3: know, always like country boy is so right and you have such a bocephous vibe you know, that I was like, man, too bad we can't use that. You know, Hank's probably got that copyrighted, but that's...
0: Well, he that's used true. to go by Bo Cephas. When mm-hmm. we had that uh, legend, wait for it, Dairy night out, uh, <laughs> yes, back true. in college, when uh, Francis's uh, rear end was bobbing up and down in my car, yes, you, because uh, he was hanging out the window. Yeah, of the actually,
2: window. it was my car
0: you were driving. That's right, that's right. yes, I was just you driving. just driving car.
2: it, that's yes, right. right. And, and I just happened to, to favor, favor Bo
5: Cephas in looks... looks. Tell you yes, this is the truth. And, well, and with
0: that black hat you were wearing that night, that was just, uh, you were a dead ringer. So, but anyways, uh, yes, country boy made good.
5: But I uh, did a lot of different things over the years, back to farming, and,
2: uh, and he's an outstanding cook, we've got to mention. Yes. Yes. He was manning most of, most of the stove this morning for breakfast uh, at my house. It was, uh, uh, I got to do the eggs because he told me to. But <laughs> He had done every, all the rest of the stuff beforehand. And, uh, and
0: he can and smoke some meat. Mm. Barbecue, barbecuing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm, you're
5: saying I'm very good at handling my meat. Yes, you are. Yes. That's what the lady said back in college, too. Yeah. Boom, boom. Skin that smoke. At least the ones one one. that Mark didn't take from me.
4: Well,
0: there is that. The emperor there. Marcus. So, Marcus, uh, even though you've, you've been on the show. Sadly,
4: I don't remember.
0: <laughs> yes. That's true. Yes, as we've mentioned before, Marcus, yes. uh, when the Imperator uh, is reintroduced to women that he's known in the past, the first thing he does is apologizes. Usually. Yeah. Uh, just because it's... There's
2: it's most likely what he needs to do. Yeah, most yeah. likely, yeah. There, yeah his, 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 his reputation
0: precedeth him. Yes. So, do uh, you want to speak a little bit about yourself? Uh, even uh-huh. though they're a little familiar. We we'll yeah. well, always have new listeners. So, uh,
4: Grew up in a Catholic family, ironically, yes. from the Alsace-Lorraine region. Which is one of the
0: Habsburgs. Uh, yes. yes, yes. Off and yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, as yeah. a matter of fact, the Lorraines uh, mm-hmm. are the current uh, male line. Uh, it's yes. Habsburg, Habsburg Lorraine, mm-hmm. and that's where the male line comes from. Yeah. Um, not, not him specifically, Not but me specifically. Yes.
4: Uh, but. Uh, you
0: called him the emperor.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, my family's been Catholic since the beginning of time.
2: Since um, Jesus was little, right?
4: Yeah, pretty much. At least
0: since he was 33. Yeah.
4: And uh, Catholic educated.
2: Right. Uh,
4: high school, college where I met these reprobates.
2: That's a good word. That's a good word. You, you, oh,
0: reprobate. Uh, it, yeah. Word boner.
5: Yeah, very good, very good. Which I mm. need to concur with that too. I'm uh, pretty much the same grouping of raised Catholic, family Catholic. Yeah. yeah educated that way and everything too. To yes. y'all Martin
0: problem. and I were the only two that were raised non Catholic, though mm-hmm. I succumbed uh, 20 years ago. Yes. So, uh, Well, the it's Borg, the guilt.
3: The Borg brought you in. The what? The Borg.
0: Yes, yes the Borg. Yeah, well. The resistance
3: was futile. Yeah, as
0: I I was always, yes, the resistance was futile. But mm-hmm. I always blame it on my, my uh, eldest spawn uh, for asking why doesn't daddy go to church with us? Ooh, and that Jimmy started. Yoke. That started the slow slide into right. papism. Anyways. Three uh,
3: cradles and a convert.
0: Yes, three mm-hmm. cradles and a convert. You are definitely outnumbered, Martin.
3: That's all right. Uh,
0: anything else you want to say? Well, I mean, I've... Uh, the age of 31
4: lost all my memory for the most part. Um, historical memory because obviously you didn't memory. lose the ability to
1: speak or, no, or no, anything like
4: that no. no no it actually kept most of my skills uh it was a drastic which your wife is thankful yes there was a drastic personality change
0: really because i don't notice that
2: no i don't either not not drastic nothing that couldn't be uh written off as just getting older yes no,
4: okay and then um uh,
2: See, the fun part of all
3: this is he relies on us to provide the We knowledge. could, we could be lying at our ass. You yeah, that? I know.
0: But he, but Why? He, the he, truth is so much better. Agreed.
3: Agree. Why? But we we can't don't need to. make up anything better than what he's actually lived.
4: Yeah. Right.
0: I'm into that.
5: He was legendary anyway. Why change that?
2: Exactly.
4: And then um, two liver transplants and a decade of dying.
2: Yes. And, um, well, that's and why your perspective is so important. Yeah. And,
4: and now, know. like Cajun, I have a small farm, and um, am working on it in my advancing years.
3: And a special shout-out for bringing me your Jacoby Sales and Service hat. It's a nice trucker hat with the mesh back. I feel yeah. it's very testosterone don't worry, I'll
5: bring a real green one. You can get rid of that one when I do. Yeah,
4: yeah, green and gold one. Yeah. Oh, God! Here comes the rivalry. I'm, I'm an international harvester. That's true.
2: You've been faithfully that for as long no. as we've known you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Gotta love the the uh,
3: harvester scouts. Oh well, yeah, because cool. they
2: were yeah. built here, weren't they? I mean, oh, yeah. no, yeah, no, no. The foundry was
3: here, but they foundry didn't they didn't assemble the vehicles I mean, here. You know,
2: that was such a, a watershed moment in labor here in this town is when International Harvester, a huge employer, went mm-hmm. under and it was gone. Yep. And uh, that, uh, their, people's grandparents were affected by that. Our folks are. Yeah. Are, yeah. Uh, like, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Believe me, that. I understand. Being from Michigan, I, I get that that's
2: entirely. A, yes. That's a big deal. That's right. Yes.
3: So uh, are we moving on to? Yes. yes. Other, Let's move on other to other uh, to bourbons. the other
0: two bourbons. Uh.
2: Yeah, because you're drinking
3: I'm also with the Monks Road uh Fifth District.
2: I should say you Melody, guys are drinking the same thing. Right. right. Now
3: we've had the Monks Road small batch at my place at Studio M before. Right, right, right. But this is the up level uh fifth district. This is good good shit. And again, log steel distillery, uh founded by the Dant family. That's right. Great Wally Dant. Uh yeah, Wally Dant. Um I know Wally. And,
1: yeah
3: and we've discussed the court case where the Dant family can't really use J.W. Dant yeah. because they sold it to Heaven Hill. <laughs> yeah.
2: right. Uh, right, Well, My grandfather actually worked at the old J.W. Dant Distillery back in the 40s. Yeah.
5: Well, uh, let's give him a shout here too for bringing the amp in place on the distillery property where they're bringing prime musical acts oh, in, both new six, right? and old. the yes. special was playing last night and really helping the economy of the area in more ways than just making and selling whiskey there. Actually, if have improved the tourism industry so locally tremendously. Place.
2: Because other than touring distilleries, what else you got? Well, he's trying to fix that and say, no, we've got more than that. It's an awesome yeah. facility. We have a bed and breakfast
5: facilities on the property.
2: That's right. And yeah. we've, we've, we've been down there uh, for uh, at, at the bar. Yeah. Uh, and, and, again,
3: the reason it's called, you know, the log still distillery or monks road is it's
2: literally on the same road as the Gethsemane monastery. monastery that's correct. Uh, and growing uh, up out there, that's what you called it out by the monks, the monks road. Everybody knew what that was. So there's a, there's a history of where that comes from.
0: So tell us a little bit about the bourbon. Uh, Cajun, we went straight into your, your background. We didn't even talk about how you, uh, uh, you know, what you taste you were getting in describing the bourbon. So you guys, since you're both drinking it uh, do a little comparison. It's,
3: yeah. It's super high end. Um, very smooth. Um, again, I get—I say this a lot about these good bourbons, but uh, I get that little bit of chocolate, almost. Uh, like a Chocolate marshmallow type flavor. It's good. I agree with most of that. I'm picking up a little
5: citrusy to it, too. I'm not sure if it's orange or what, but I think there's a little citrusy in it also. It's nice, smooth. It's more of a weeded-based bourbon. Uh, Historically, I'm not big on rye myself. but well, that's, that's kind of uh, universal for all of us. We're not yeah. a huge rye. What well, the foe. rye
0: really does seem to impact uh, not just the bourbon you're drinking, but the next couple of bourbons you drink. It yeah. hangs around like an X. It does.
2: Yeah, that's right. We don't we don't Very buy right. much. We've, we've had them. We feature them occasionally. But as a general rule, now that we're kind of getting our feet wet, shall we say, I don't see us buying rise. I think it's avoiding. Them. I see us avoiding them.
0: Well, it's you know, we've the had high some. Rise, yeah, right. well, even even some of the ones that have a low amount. Uh, I uh, at least, least for me, I'm picking that up a lot more than I used yeah. to. Now that I no longer drink soft well, drinks. Well, I, I bought Verner's uh, aside.
2: Yeah, yeah, way way back. I uh, and when we first started this. I bought a bottle of the Basil Hayden Rye, and it curled Martin's mustache. He just did not like it. And it's still
0: it. not uncurled. Yeah.
2: Oh, right. I had somebody gift
5: me one of those, and I gifted it to somebody else that did like rye. It did yeah. not stay around long. It's, it's,
2: it, was, it was very different. We did eventually get it consumed. Of course, I gave it to my brother-in-laws, and that's all it took. Well, that took five but, seconds. That's right. Exactly. So it's uh, it's something that we could make happen. But uh, I don't see us buying it again. Uh, you well,
4: know, rye whiskeys are kind of like the... Fruitcake
0: of whiskeys. That is so. Oh, good. awesome! That is so That's good. not a word boner itself, but the phrase. word boner. The, deserves yeah, that's for, well,
5: here's the thing, though. Historically, though, they had these rye whiskeys early on, mm-hmm. and they were cut so much. I mean, if you had 50-cent whiskey in the bottle, that was considered high-end. I mean, it was really watered down to the point where you wouldn't get hit with what they're selling as rye whiskey today mm-hmm. at a higher price yeah, point. Yeah, that's, Not that's even true. close.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah that's true. They were sold by the barrel in those days. Yeah, yeah with what,
5: tobacco what, juice and dead rats and everything exactly. else in there. We, we mean,
2: talked I mean. about that yeah. with the bottom yeah. bond issue, yes. which is kind of to fix exactly. some of that. So what are you having there, Francis? Well, now, now uh, Robert and I are having the same. And, you know, here at my place, we know we've talked about uh, that we've gone to the uh, Old Forester uh, Whiskey row Series. is kind of like my thing these days mm-hmm. here. And we have, there are four of them that we have based on the years. We've, we've uh, hit real hard the 1920 uh, Prohibition style. And we've also done the, the 1870, last time we were here, uh, the, the uh, Frontier Whiskey style. Uh, one of the ones we haven't, and uh, we've done this one here once, uh, we haven't, there's a second one that we'll probably get to next episode. This is the 1897 Bottled in Bond. This is, uh, and Old Forester basically has taken uh, the, the recipes for all of what they did at these given times and brought them back in, these, in this amazing line extension. Of course if you know Old Forrester, it's, it, to me it's my favorite, at least today. Uh, it, they have an enormous line extension of different brands. Uh, same, I mean, same brand but different expressions. They're the
3: ones uh, who basically invented the idea of bottled and bond. They that's were the ones that's exactly who right. Advocated for this government intervention
2: to guarantee you yeah, know, that, you're quality quality that you're getting that you're getting quality, and quality. And consistency. Because they recognize <laughs> that that hurts. You know, this is a, this is a, a marketing inspiration long before marketing was even really a thing. It's like our brand is suffering because people are not getting what we're creating. We need to find a way to make that stop. And that's, hence the entire concept of bottle and bond. Uh, but uh, I'm having it uh, over ice, uh, which has actually since melted. Uh, I actually uh, in, invested in the spherical, spheroid ice cubes for all of us today. Uh, of
0: Objects. They, yes, that's right. They it's an oxymoron ball. to call it a spherical cube.
2: Yes,
5: that's you Are you saying you're not sharing your, never mind. Spherical ice. He's not sharing his balls? No. Yeah, yeah, i would just going to let you hit it. You got it in the show today.
2: For Lord's sake. star of ice. No. So what kind of flavor are you? What flavor are you getting? Hundred proof. There is that. Uh, the citrus word comes to mind. I would have never been able to articulate it if you hadn't said it first. But as as it's as it's seasoned, shall we say, as the ice is melted, it's not as chilled as it was. Uh, it is very mild for a hundred proof bourbon. You know, this is really, Yes, really once good.
0: the water, melted water, has made the, the bourbon bloom, when you take it straight, cause I always like to, to take a taste before it melts to get a baseline of what the bourbon is. And it's got a good bite. It's sharp uh, at that point. But yes, it does mellow out quite a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, with, when you put it with ice, dang, it's good. And it is now, very mellow, I like it. It is
0: mellow in that sense, but, you know, I'm also getting... I don't know if it's just... Weird stuff going off my taste buds, but um, it almost tastes like there's a bit of that peppery flavor that you get with a rye. So I don't know if it has any rye or if if something else is going on. Uh, I think the mash
3: pill is well over 70% corn, Mm -hmm. but then I think there's 16 to 18% rye.
2: That's what's it. Okay. I'm I'm not picking that up. Does not surprise me. But you guys know I'm probably the least sensitive palate amongst us.
0: Gotta drop those soft drinks. Well, I'm working
2: on it. That, that right. Working those on course course it now. Didn't one of you,
5: up. either Robert and Francis, tell me they were coming out with a fifth bottle in this line of Old Yes, Fault? yes, there is another one coming.
2: Was well, it you? Well, I remember, Who's I know there? that I've done tried to do a little research on that. One thing I have found: there is a fifth, but it's not. It's 1915, which when is it takes basically. It is a half 1910, half 1920. And they put it together. Course, blended. Can, it's blended. Exactly. It's blended exactly, and that's available not high, not well. I've seen the pictures of it. I mean, all of them have a different color ribbon uh, on the top right. of it, and this was a pink one. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that's not highly available yet, because it, essentially, if you you could do it at home, if you put half one half the other, right. uh, it's the same thing. But it was uh, uh, that's. I haven't, there's another one that's coming out, which I wish I could give you the specifics on it, that's done, I think it's like 177, don't quote me on that number, that goes back to when the, from in the last century, which kind of imagining, we're actually talking about the 19, you know, the 20th century, they, when they had the distillery fire, they had a particular type that they were using at that time, and that's coming out, but it's not under the whiskey row year brand.
0: I could have sworn that the bottle I saw at the Walmart and Cordon, because in Indiana, Walmarts sell hard liquor inside the stores. We don't mm-hmm. see that here. Um, and yeah, that's
3: Kentucky Law Spirits have to be separate.
0: Yes. Uh, from, that's why Carter's has a separate uh, section. Even Sam's uh, has a separate uh, mm. uh, space right. they have to have for a that. Separate
3: yes. entrance, yeah.
0: Um, right, Myers does too. I mean, all, all the ones that, that do that. So I could have sworn that I saw an old force that said 1909, but it seems very unlikely there would be a 1909
2: and a 1910. Yeah, I, I, yeah good question on that. But yeah, uh, we'll uh, this is like up. a fifty-dollar
0: bottle even at Walmart. Walmart is usually a pretty good uh, sale price. Well, on, you
2: know, so I and uh, I, I dropped I, I dropped four bills to get uh, three two, excuse me two bills to get yeah. all four of these. Uh, yeah, at one yeah time. they yeah they run fifty two. Was. That's right. So you know we're drinking pre. I'm giving you guys the good stuff. God save me! Uh that's uh, yes. If we were
0: still doing four, so that means
5: of I provide the unattainable stuff almost.
2: Well, you Pretty have. much, yeah. yes. 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 That's right. Well, because you you. But get, I grow it. <laughs> You gifted me with the Waddy Boons and Son that we had a la- uh, couple episodes ago, and we'll probably and we'll have again at some point. Yeah. Which is, that's a, that's a ninety dollar bottle, folks. That is definitely a uh, which is not
0: the most expensive bourbon you it can. It's not. No, I mean oh. we're we're that's we're
5: no. I've got about a two thousand that are bottles sitting at
0: home. But
2: that's the one we're not allowed to crack. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I
0: don't think we can get him drunk enough to offer us that. No, but <laughs> no, uh,
2: as we said when we were out there, uh, I, well, I don't know if we said this on on no, well, air. White label. uh, See, that's that's the one. I never can figure out which one it is because Weller has so many different ones. And we've not featured them on the show, but when we get to your house, I'm sure we will. Uh, But one of the other ones that we did when we were out there, uh, when Robert and I were out there recently, we had some of that Booker's that, that, that we, was phenomenal conned you into into cracking and yeah skin, it was a single
0: barrel
5: cool. special that mm-hmm.
2: uh what was the proof on that 722
0: i think
1: 122
0: yeah, 120. i know way up that's there. right yeah.
2: yeah and that was and it was just a whim of mine because we're out there and he says what do you guys want he's got them all displayed he's got the largest bourbon collection of all of us along the top in his kitchen uh, above the cabinets and we're just kind of looking at him and i said let's try that bookers because we've never done bookers right and, and i happen to know now that.
0: we know why because it's expensive It's
2: expensive and it's, it's one of the but, you know it's the same it's phone. a cheaper that was, line than that. Yeah. Well, yeah it that, was it's
4: the, the bookers is what i always drank yeah
0: that's mean, because you always go big i guess you know, but back uh, in the
5: day you could buy that bottle of bookers in the box for 20 30 bucks yes. i mean yeah, yeah because it's nowhere near what it is it came now
2: out at the same time it's, it's part of that uh, at least three there may be four uh when they started talking about small batches, Beams was one of the ones the first ones to mm-hmm. do that. And they came out with Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, and Bookers, and I think there was another one. Bakers. I think yeah, you're right. I think that's the other one. That was unheard of in the bourbon industry at the time. You know, what are you doing line extensions? Why aren't you just writing you know, the, the brands, your Jim Beam brand? And they're thinking, no, we can do better than this. And lo and behold, and it, it changed worked. everything. It worked, yeah. 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 They created their own
5: specific market, just like it's the exactly beers and the diamond right. exactly market right. did and after World War II, successful. buying up every diamond in the world and saying, hey, y'all need this. But but,
4: Booker's is one of those things that set a new precedent in bourbons with the high alcohol content.
2: That's right. And the packaging
5: Um, and the the nice wooden box and everything with the slide up glass drawer, plastic window, whatever. As a matter of
4: fact, when I used to drink Booker's, I was sharing it with an old friend who's passed away. Uh, Robert Botts.
0: I ask if it was Mr. Botts. It
4: was Mr. Botts. And Mr. Botts addressed Booker's in this way. He started calling it Big Boy Bourbon.
2: Really? That's... that's
1: yeah. If yeah. You've, well,
2: if you've ever met the, the Booker himself, which I did yes. on two occasions, and he's since passed away, uh, but I happen to have one of my, my good friends and parishioners has worked with Beams. He's a chemist. He's mm-hmm. just recently retired, but he's worked with him like for 50 years. Uh, that may not be exactly right, but you know, he would always tell me about Booker. And Booker was a, shall we say, big boy. Yes. Big he was person. larger than so life, in life in all ways. Always, that <laughs> is correct. And his son Fred, who I did meet many, many times back when I worked in Barstown, uh, nice, nice fella. He's the master distiller today. And yes. Fred's a big boy, too. I mean, it's just, you know, genes are what they are. But these guys know bourbon. Yeah. I mean, yes. Bourbon, Booker was sure, famous for coming in and just saying, nope, that's not right. Not this, you know, this is, it's got to be this way.
5: Well, you know what? Uh, Leon Green, Sonny Greenwell's dad worked down there at the Booker plant for years and years and I years. I did not
2: know that. No, no. that's the one, the one in Boston, right? Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, right. that's where it was. That's where most of the stuff happens.
3: I love the tales of the Holy Land. Yes, we're talking about Booker No, you know, that's their last name, Booker and Fred. And that's that's the beam.
2: That's the beam family. Mm-hmm. Family yeah. and ended up at the
3: local funeral director in New
2: Haven, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what Sonny Greenwell. That's played. right. Yeah, and who was best friends with one of my mother's brothers. I mean, it's a small community, folks.
0: <laughs> I mean, mean, it's a small world when you're Catholic, but then you go down to the Holy Land, it's even smaller. I mean, they lived above the
5: funeral home. I spent many a night above a dead
2: body there on the weekends. Well, that's true, because uh, one, one of Sonny's sons was good buddy. Same, Same grade. Right. Same grade, that's right. So. Okay, and so... It, are
4: you past the... Uh, oh, what is it called? Prosecution... Your past prosecution. Of st- statute or, of limitations. Statute of limitations. Yeah, that would be past
5: statute of limitations. Okay. Anything that happened On the
4: necrophilia.
3: Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
0: Well, so, that's good. Because, so, you know, we, I'd hate to see us rated over that. I, yeah since Robert wants to move on. Well, we've been doing bourbon break now for about 20 minutes, so we should probably... Well, and uh, and uh, this is yeah.
2: a yeah. kind introduction, of too, for us new people. Right, gonna be, right. Yeah, we're going to learn well, a lot in the next few episodes because we've never done this as a, as, a, as a, you know, with a five-piece band before. So, right. yeah. Well,
0: you know, our bourbon breaks have often gone 20 to 30 minutes, so yes, it's, that's it's right. not unusual. But we well, uh, still
3: had a couple of shout-outs you wanted to do very yes, quickly, Yes, yes, right? we need
0: to do some shout-outs. So... Uh, as you know, uh, Otterites, we like to uh, call attention to uh, noted, notable passings. Yes. And uh, the, the one that I especially, I'd already planned on doing this, Martin uh, made sure to remind me he already knew that this was coming up. Uh, the great John Romita, senior, passed away, senior, uh, passed away at the age of 93 uh, in his sleep. Uh, so he went, uh, one of the best ways you can possibly Amen. go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: probably number two on the list yeah well the Imperator has a uh, has is of two minds on this actually because uh, he says that's how he wants to go that that other way in the middle of uh, Any good way? Uh, mad passionate sex but then I also distinctly remember him saying after uh, the incident that that it where, happened yeah where he <laughs> discovered that yes he does have uh, uh, liver issues uh, it was in the middle of um, uh, an encounter with his wife coitus and uh, there yes. there is
4: a story there's we, always a no, story no. i was at the hospital laying in a bed after i'd S- bled to death a couple of microphones sorry after i'd bled to death and in the room i had one, two, three, four, five. Five women were in the room at the time and So far,
0: this doesn't really sound like any story I've not heard. Well, no, the, do- I, the doctor the was they asking,
4: yeah. what was happening when I started bleeding to death? What were you doing? And I just pointed over in the general direction over there and said, her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to his dear wife, yes. To,
4: then the doctor turns around, looks, and all of these women that are standing there, All of a sudden, get a kind of bright-eyed look in their face, and just all of them point at my wife at the same time.
5: Just to be absolutely just just to be certain. At least he didn't say them by mistake.
0: Yes, well, yes, yes. Occasionally, uh, the emperor has been known to uh, uh, utter a faux pas. This is one he probably won't remember, but uh, it's a good one. Uh, He and uh, Mrs. Emperor uh, were walking. Yes, the Empress were walking past. The Spaghetti Factory one day, and he says to her, "Oh, we've had dinner there." And her response was, "No, we haven't." Oops. Yes, that's pretty much how that went. It was someone else he was remembering. This is early on in the relationship. Yeah, this was before I lost my memory. Yeah. So you had
5: no excuse. Yeah. No, I had a similar episode with Guardians of the Galaxy two that I went to see with somebody. It's like we saw the first one. No, we didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know who
5: it was with, but it wasn't me.
0: Yeah, so Oops. that could be bad, yeah. Uh, anyway, so the great John Romita uh, m- noted most, uh, uh, mostly uh, nowadays for his work on Spider-Man. He yeah, took over, he from, took over from, uh, from the great Steve Ditko and was on the book uh, for quite some time. Uh, off and on after a little while because uh, uh, Gil Kane took over probably uh, – Two or three years uh, later, because uh, I know it was in the 80s, yeah. when that's he was, uh, issues, issue yeah. number, uh, but Romita had done others after that. So. Right.
2: Well, Romita got, got kicked upstairs, essentially, to art director for the whole of
0: Marvel. He did. And he also did some Fantastic Four right after Kirby. He,
2: he did, that's correct. And Romita was one of those guys like John Buscema and, and Sal Buscema, especially, that could... Always come slide right in, knock the bad boy out, still make the deadline, and move on. Yes. Uh, but he became the house look for Spider-Man for decades. You know, until even until recently. Anytime you bought merchandise, swag that had Spider-Man on it, you're seeing Romita's look, uh, and he's the one that defined what most of the generations that in the 70s and 80s and beyond. Think of as Spider-Man probably kind of all the way until what McFarlane took over the book. Uh, Well, he he still dominated after that in the merchandise area, but you're right. McFarlane designed it differently. He was one mm -hmm. of the few first few people that a was given the authority to do that, Uh, and it's less
0: so much a design differently as McFarlane was just a drastically different style. Yeah, it's stylistic. The biggest difference was how he did the webs right yeah
2: and that yeah, was there uh, was
0: they were all over the place
2: right but, which was a, um, that was, was that was his mark on it but Romita was the one that the that bulked up Spider-Man from the scrawny kid uh, that Ditko had envisioned and mostly delivered although as we talked about in the show prep uh, he allowed Spider-Man in particular rarely Peter Parker to show himself as being. Yes, there was
0: always a difference between the two so yeah. Peter Parker always looked like a normal person right, right. But Spider-Man, you know, eventually he did bulk up.
2: Right, exactly, and that, that was Romita, and that's when, and he was the one that shepherded through so much of it, because he, he's the one that created the look for Mary Jane. I mean, Mary Jane was brought in, you know, give, give the quote, because i butchered it before.
0: Face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot.
2: That's right, that's the very introduction of Mary Jane that has become known so well Uh, in in comic book lore. That's Romita. He designed that look, he created her look and brought her in. Gwen Stacy, uh, if you look in some of the uh, retrospectives that have been coming out since Romita's death, they show some of the things that he would experiment with her on. Having her dance, which is something they don't usually give space for in the comics. It, 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 It was just that was just. It was one of those quintessential moments that lays out just exactly how artistic minded he's like Kirby. He knows how to story tell with, yes. it, with images, and uh, it's just he was the last of the great giants. I don't know. There's very few left. Um, uh, from from last, that, because he was golden age. Last he, of the golden age into the
1: silver
0: age. Yeah, right, because he,
2: because he did have a history. Uh, as, of doing some of the romance stuff and other stuff in the uh, with the Timely comics in the in the late '40s, and in with uh, Atlas in the '50s, and he's brought in by Stan Lee uh, in the '60s. Pretty much, he starts with Daredevil uh, because they didn't have a regular Daredevil artist. Uh, Bill Everett comes in, does one issue, then they kind of bounce around a little bit. They give Romita a, 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 the book for a while, but that's when, when Ditko leaves. Spider-Man. They said, "Well, okay, you can do this." There you go.
0: It's interesting to note that uh, Romita and Busima, to a degree, uh, John Busima, the elder uh, of the two brothers, uh, neither one liked working in the Marvel method, which is where they basically had to figure out what the story was going to be on their own. Right. They got some direction from Stan, uh, and probably as they worked with other or writers. Roy Thomas games.
2: especially. Or Roy. Because uh, Buseman, he, like Conan the Barbarian is just like the, the obvious right. one. They were well, I imagine
0: that Roy was better about providing more detailed plots than Stan was. Stan was, uh, especially with Kirby, um, hey, let's do a story where the Fantastic Four are going to fight God. That was Galactus. Yeah. Uh, and that was all that it was. And sometimes there wouldn't even be that. And. Oddly enough, Lee used to talk about that. You know, well, you know, I never know what the, the guys are going to bring in to me each month to script.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, because he, he would concept, the guys would create, then he would script. So there was it was not just a you know top level only.
0: Sometimes it wasn't even concept. There was no no discussion like with uh, uh, Ditko at the end. Uh, Ditko did everything. The only thing he did not do was the final word balloons. Right. Uh, I mean, Stanley had absolutely no input on the plot. He would just bring in the pages. Right. So, anyways, that's uh, so the great John Romita has passed. Uh, he, he was a legend, uh, a true master craftsman. We shall
2: not look upon his like again.
0: And so, there is one more, I believe. Uh, is any, somebody had said that there, we had multiple. Um, no, I just wanted to make sure we did. Okay. Uh, I, I thought there was a second death that we needed to note because um, we had a lot.
2: Well, oh yeah. Lie. Well, yeah. you know, we'll we'll have we'll to, have to check, check that out. That out. Yeah. Uh, so, if anybody else has
0: died that we need to remember, consider yourself remembered. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: All, All
0: right. right. So, uh, back to the Habsburgs. Um, gee, I don't even know where to where to to start ending. Uh, well, as... I'm waiting to
5: see if Robert of Francis brings up the interesting one that falls within their realm. Oh, well, this should be interesting. Give me a little Neither bit. Neither one got a clue. The no. last hopsburg,
2: Oh, yes. Carl. Yes, Emperor Carl Franz, who was uh, actually, uh, if you ever watched it, and I, and I re- remember this, and I bring this up often because it does hit so well, uh, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, uh, they actually met Emperor Carl in one episode uh, and and kind of showed him because as he's meant to be a saint. Okay, now I
5: really didn't have anything bring up Indiana Jones in any format with this class. I didn't think you did, yeah.
2: Okay. That's, yeah but that's, it's a, I was
5: thinking more John Paul Second.
2: Well, that's correct, because mm-hmm. Emperor Karl, who was Austrian, of course, is up for sainthood. Uh, this is kind of amazing, the man who's leading by default, actually, because as we've talked about before, Franz Ferdinand was the heir.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, he's uh, the heir apparent after I guess, do you want me to do the whole backdrop? Sure, go ahead. We can do it quick. So, I have confidence. Fr- Franz Joseph is the, the emperor. The emperor for 60 plus years. Mm-hmm. His son Rudolph gets into kind of this murder suicide thing with a 16 year old girl. Yes, we've covered that, yes. Yeah, so Crown Prince Rudolph is dead. Um, so Franz Joseph has no immediate successor to hand off to. So he's gonna hand it off to his younger brother. Right. The younger brother dies of dysentery in the 1890s. His son is Franz Ferdinand. Right. Uh, so Franz Ferdinand becomes the heir apparent. He does not want to marry into a royal line. He wants to marry a, a noble line, Sophie, uh, but she's not royal. Right. Franz Joseph will not let this happen. He finally caves, gives in, but it's a morganatic marriage. The children of Franz Ferdinand cannot inherit right. Habsburg names. Yeah. Yeah. And And
2: ironically, the uh, Franz Ferdinand and Sophie was a love match. They are considered yes, to be one did. of the most yes. successful of these royal marriages that, of the of the time. They were yes. considered to be uh, very, very much, much, in much in love and very good parents. Very, uh, just the model that yes. such <laughs> things
0: should be. And it's a shame that their children could not inherit because at least it would have expanded the gene pool.
3: <laughs> yes, as they weren't even <laughs> and, thinking that way. even and, then. and, and we. We don't want to go into World War One episodes because Robert will no, be, because show yes. that. But we've discussed Franz Ferdinand and what a unique character he was. He's like, I want to liberalize, but to save the dynasty and make sure my power isn't diminished.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, right, it's, right. it's weird.
3: You know, conflicting
0: goals at the very least.
3: Yeah, I, I want to do this all differently and recognize all these. Ethnic minorities that are,
2: make up the empire. Yeah, because but at it's this only totally so it. Yeah, it is a huge that. polyglot at this point. We haven't really talked about that. Yeah. Well,
0: and, you know, in ways, that's very uh, Habsburg of him. That's
2: right. That's Because
0: right. that was not uncommon. How survive. How they survived? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they,
2: they they discovered because. We haven't really talked about the ethnic makeup of the empire at all these different points, but yeah. because we've concentrated seemingly on the Germany Germanic areas, right? Because that's what
0: held. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's still wars, lots of petty Most little of spoke, going on. But I mean, yeah. they
2: spoke
3: German, they spoke French, they spoke. Uh, Czech, Italian. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it was required
0: at Latin. the age of seven that they begin learning other languages. Yes. At this, this
2: point, the Hungarians the- have been brought in, and that's a, that's a whole other aspect yeah, that's of right. all this well, stuff.
0: Well, they had they already been there, but by this point, they were actually a separate kingdom. Correct. And Franz
2: Ferdinand Simply held both crowns. Yes. yes.
3: So anyway, then of course, when he's assassinated in 1914 by Gabriel Princip, that touches off World War I, and, and Carl becomes the heir apparent. He's another grand-nephew 1916 friends Joseph dies and it gets handed off to Carl. And this is of course
2: in the middle of the war but Carl himself getting their asses handed to them. Uh, hence that, that episode which actually is a reflection of what happened at the time because Carl did try to make some clandestine, I mean, uh, George Lucas, of course, inserts Indiana Jones into it, uh, but... Yes, he made you know, clandestine approaches to the French. To the French no, saying, come on, Actually,
3: a couple uh, times. Correct.
2: That, More than once. Uh, we, we, uh, we want to uh, go ahead and seek a separate peace, which the, the episode lays out, while this would change everything, G- Germany would lose its major ally and then the war ends which of course is the exact opposite of the way the French believed it. It says at this point too many men have died, F you, we're going for the jugular and that's essentially what happened.
5: Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think it was more France and England didn't want to lose any territories and they wanted to gain more when it came down to it. Well that's
3: well, right, defeat and gives the you good. everything. Yeah, yeah, well I mean the Italians were the ones who stood to gain the most from Austria losing, Correct. so yes. they weren't going to let Austria off the hook. Germany was not going to let Austria off the hook either because when Wilhelm got wind of this he's like well I'll just invade and I'll absorb Austria in. And that's kind
2: of the way that the episode ended when they talked about "Well, why didn't, you know, if you're spending all this time about something that's supposed to end everything, why didn't it? And it's usually just a few lines that Lucas put in there but it's what he explained was, well, the Kaiser said F you too, so essentially and ironically, and this goes back to the sainthood issue with regards to Karl, he was trying to do the right thing by his people mm. and, no, yeah. and the, the world had already lost its marbles Well, that's, you know, that's and there was no going back.
3: Well, it became termed that Germany was shackled to a corpse. Yeah. Its allies mm-hmm. were more of a drag on it than a help. Well, this yeah, failed they they to get
5: to Karl was longer than getting to sainthood.
2: Well yeah, that's, and that's one of the I reasons. I said this road
5: getting the car was longer than oh, trying to get the same hood. Yes,
2: well, that's yes. right because the, uh, there was still a lot of prejudice in Europe uh, uh, against him because you know he presided over the demise of during World War One. I.
5: Well, and that goes back to another thing that he's already had two miracles prescribed to him uh, as of 2008 and he was the first person to order the use of chemical weapons in World War I, chlorine gas, or mustard gas basically. That is correct. So that is kind of a contradictory thing going on I found fascinating, not to say he couldn't be forgiven for his choices during wartime and so forth, but I just found that immensely interesting. And
2: you know how much influence did he truly have with that, There's, there's been questions about yeah. that of course. Uh, how much
5: influence did his family have with the Holy Roman Empire too?
2: Which leads go, us, either way. Yeah, that's right, which mm-hmm. kind of le- loops us back to to where we want to kind of, I guess, find our way onto the landing.
0: So, yeah, so, you know, we're we're at uh, an hour 15 here almost, so we probably should start. Uh, well, I knew we go along with this one. Well, yes. It's,
2: it's the bloody holding It's roll. the yeah. it's yes. Right. Hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of hundreds years. Hundreds of years.
0: And, and, you know, we only scratched the surface. Uh, there's no way to truly do justice to the subject, but.
2: Yeah, we could do a series on just the Habsburgs
0: Easily. Uh, but to me, the one of the main reasons uh, I wanted to do this was because of the impact. You know, the world is as it is, not directly because well they did this because so we'll automatically end up with this. But we we have inherited the world that they built. I think is probably a good way to put it. Yeah.
3: And I mean, Central Europe sees itself as this united polity
0: because of them. Yes. Well, central as in Germany. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, especially now that Germany is not seen as the big bad guy uh, anymore, uh, there are a lot of commonalities because these people have uh, intermarried and interbred uh, in, in a good way, not a Habsburg kind of way, uh, uh, for centuries. And so, you know, everybody's got relatives everywhere else in central right. Europe. Uh, and so they
3: they see themselves as less those ethnicities, and more as Europeans. I don't know because of the nature of Habsburg
0: rule. I don't know if they see themselves less as, as the particular ethnicities, especially when you get into uh, uh, Austria and uh, Serbia and with the former Yugoslavia, because obviously there the ethnicities come first. Right. Uh, but you know, it is. I, I think if there's any. Desire for a European unity as a single polity. I think, I think it is a, a leftover, even if it's subconscious, of the Habsburg legacy. Well, That's very good.
2: I like yeah. that. I mean, they recognize, mm-hmm. you know, as a unit, we had advantages that we don't enjoy today. Right. That why can't we replicate that? Because we've proven for a thousand years, mind you, it worked well. Well, so, it worked so well, also, but
0: it's you know, I mean, I don't wanna, also don't want to lose sight of the fact that yes. There were still petty wars, individual principalities right. would go to war against the others, mm-hmm. uh, but as long as it was kept local, you know I think the Habsburgs were saying, fine, whatever. Just you know take care of it quickly and, and, and don't bother me with it. Don't, don't let it spread. Yeah.
3: So what you're saying is, the European current European desire to see themselves as a united polity is derived from. Habsburg hegemony.
2: I, yeah, go ahead, hit the button.
0: Word boner.
2: Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's. I,
0: I think that you can definitely make an argument for that. And again, it might be a subconscious thing, because obviously nobody alive today was alive during the Holy Roman yeah. Empire. That's 200 years ago. Uh, but... Europeans have a longer sense of history than Americans I would to. love yeah, to have yeah.
2: some Europeans uh, weigh in on this. I would love to talk to them and ask them. That's better. interesting. That I, would be a very I, good I, question. If you're yeah. sitting, in a, yeah. if a, if a, sitting in a cafe in Paris or, or in Berlin and, and having the conversation with somebody. That yeah, would a beer be hall beautiful.
0: in Berlin, a cafe in, yeah, in, yeah, in, in France.
2: Yeah, it's true. Budapest or Sophia. What do you think about this? And see what they would say because I oh, see yeah. yourself
1: as Hobbsburg a Habsburg.
5: Rule lasted three times longer than what we've been here in America. I that's mean, correct, basically, just sorry,
1: roughly. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, eh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, four times.
2: Four times probably better. Yeah, because yeah. two hundred fifty years, thousand well, years.
0: Well, that's the Holy Roman Empire. The Habsburg didn't rule it the entire time. No, they had about six
5: hundred years though, so didn't it? Uh,
0: 1440 it to 1806. Count Spain,
5: Spain, too.
0: Uh, well, yeah, uh, talking yeah, about we the didn't, even, Empire, we didn't even talk about... Yeah, we didn't even talk about Habsburgs. Uh, well,
2: Spain. yeah, you know, I think that probably deserves another episode where we do the War of Spanish Succession and talk about the, uh, the Thirty Years' War, because yeah, we we've not just, done one on that.
3: I mean, we barely scratched... Yeah, we've We're talked we about the Thirty said, Years' uh, War. We yeah, have, yeah, but, but... It's, it's not, not... In Mexico and all this other... Yeah, stuff oh, yeah, that, that was,
2: was a real cluster... <laughs> at one time, Don't say that. I'm the only one that's ever dropped the F-bomb. No, you know, somebody else did. I
0: did. Know, well, I, I did. Oh, oh you, did. Did. No, no, you did. did. No, you did not. I, I thought I did. No, no. No, no. no, no, no I, I did.
5: Yes, Come so, on. We know it'll happen at some point for me. Yeah,
0: yeah I know. I know. No, Why? I used it very specifically and pointedly uh, talking about yeah, World War II yeah. and uh, the Holocaust. Yes. Uh, because yeah. I, I couldn't think of, There was no other way to describe that event is use the
2: F bomb. Martin and I, in our great magnanimous mercy, allowed.
0: And again, I just asserted my authority and uh-huh, did it. Here he
2: goes again. All right. You All think that right. because uh, you're captain, good. your shit don't think?
0: Pretty much, yeah. That's okay. yeah. So, anyways, Wrap us up, Captain. Uh, uh, I, to me, uh, you know, again, uh, that's why I think everybody should know the history of the Hopsworth because their your legacy is far greater, I think, than anybody realizes uh, yeah. in, in Europe. It's an interesting insight, man. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to have any uh, last thoughts on on the Habsburgs? Nope. I think you got it. Do it.
4: Just an ugly people. Well,
0: yes, they, 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 they did. Uh, well, you know, if you look at the current Habsburgs, uh, they, they aren't so bad. You know, they they, well, they, they have they stopped they've, the interbreeding. They yeah. stopped interbreeding. Yeah. Sixteen. Uh, they're still different rotund different. little German men, uh, basically. Uh, but you know, they don't have that that jaw that's, uh, you know, out to that's the That's the disadvantage of
2: having, perhaps, and, and Robert, I'll just throw this out there, perhaps you should do a, a blog post oh, on yes. that with a few pictures. Yes, uh, that, I mean, that would probably be a good idea.
0: Because we can't really... Yeah, I mean, they, they can the,
4: hand, the handsome stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Here's, Here's the bar where they've said, yeah. this is the high bar. <laughs> that's right. And you look yeah. at the picture, like, oh,
2: boy. And you know these guys are editing as, like, they, you know, the painters are, you know, not being yeah. quite... Exact. Right. With the way right. they're doing this. So. So, yeah, anyways, I, that's. I believe the term would be woof, woof, woof. Uh, yes. To, to, well, use yes. From, uh, to use from my other dog imitation from Kelly
0: Heroes right? <laughs> that's yes. my
2: other dog imitation. So, Go for so,
0: it. So, right? anyways, I. So I Listeners, uh, as we always tell you, you should always uh, do some reading of your own on the subjects we cover because we, we can't cover them in depth. But we owe a great deal to the Habsburgs in one way or another, uh, in my opinion, for uh, for the, the civilization that we have. Amen to that. Uh, all right. So, Francis, buddy, what's next?
2: Well, code of Honor, of course. You know, that's... that's uh, and this next one is a freewheeler. We haven't decided that if we're gonna have a theme to it. Uh, sometimes that happens, you know, in between. Yeah, I think there's no theme to this one. There, there's is. not one scheduled. But you know, I was telling Cajun he was asked, is there a theme to this one? I said, Well, we are notorious for saying no, and then as we're sitting and setting up for the episode, I think, well maybe we should. So uh well, it's no
0: official theme.
2: We don't have one at the point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, but you guys know sometimes the freewheelingist Is the best now. This is the first one we're going to do with five guys, so we're going to have. This is going to be interesting for me. I'm looking at Robert. I'm looking at Martin, and if I had a mirror, I'd look at myself, saying, "We've got to make sure we get this done on time and let five folks talk." So, see how well. I don't know why
0: he's looking at me. Going last, mine is always the shortest because I've got to squeeze mine in.
2: Okay, okay. I'll, look at, I'll look at Martin because both of us, and, he yes, and I, the two of you. Yes, yes, he and I have a tendency. We're, we're just going to get right to man and you have the big setup. He's got here, like here five minutes go. of setup, okay, so yeah. Come on, fine. So you're going to put it all back on me. Not all, but a good deal. Okay, 90. Are you saying
5: he walks behind the wagon and hooks the horse to the front sometimes?
0: This is very. Okay. It's a very vivid image. I'm not uh, sure uh, that the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lots, loads of uh,
2: bovine excrement, shall we say, or yes. equine excrement. I was going to
0: say, that would be
5: equine, That's not right. bovine. I'm a specialist in the bovine area. It is
2: correct. You, I bow to your bovine experience. Sir. Uh-huh. Nevertheless, next episode, tune in and see how the
0: heck we pull this off. We hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes drop every second and fourth Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern, Just in time for your morning commute. And every fifth Friday, we drop a special Hoopajube episode. Spread the word, we are on all the major platforms, and leave us a review. That helps others find us. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. Join us next time, same snake time, same otter channel.